Yeah. Yeah. Hey yo, man, it's your time. And fuck poverty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Phil and Liberty Judgmental Podcast. What's up, everybody? This your boy Phil back in the house. And I'm Leroy. So what's going on, Phil? What's going on, man? I uh just was dealing with this damn uh sink, kitchen sink, trying to change out this damn uh what is it called? The strainer, sink str- strainer. I think that's what it's called. The bottom part of the sink. I watched a YouTube video. I said, "Oh, this is easy. All I need to do is uh get the uh plumber's putty, take this off, put this on here." Man, that thing kicked my ass. I couldn't even get the the ring off. It's like a special tool, I guess you're supposed to have, because the way the guy had it, he had a vice grip. He just mm-hmm. grabbed it. Was like, just hold this from moving. Grab this ring and just take it off with the vice grip. But his video, me and Shay noticed that on his video, his video skipped. So he he already did something to loosen his shit up, and then he made it seem like he used a vice grip to get it off. Right. So what like, you do? So I let, I was like, oh shit, uh, I can't get this thing off. Maybe I'll go to uh, Home Depot, Harbor Freight, or nothing. So then she was like, nah, just call Leroy Pop. So I called your pop, and he came over. Yeah. Of course, you know he was fussing and cussing. <laughs> and how much you give him? Nothing. Oh shit! Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't here that long, and I uh, all I had to do was uh, I had a special tool that I bought for like when you're changing out the sinks because it's like hard to reach underneath the uh, unscrew stuff. So I used that special tool to hold the top, well, to screw the top off while he held underneath the bottom. And then once I screwed the top with that special tool, it came off. It's weird because the special tool it goes into like your drain. I guess it's not for that, but I seen somebody doing it in your pot. Was like, yeah, he got one like that, but he got a different one. I guess the, I got a newer version. Mm-hmm. And he held the ring from the bottom, and I twisted from the top, and that's how it came off. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, uh, uh, well, you know, it was that uh, the lady had walked into that Christian school in uh, Nashville. Now it's they want to Nashville. The people in Nashville want to ban uh, uh, assault weapons and all that shit. Good luck with that one. Well, first of all, like going back to that to that lady walking to school. Did you just see how she just like walked in willy nilly into a school like that? What when you talking about? In Nashville, where the lady, uh, the one I told you that uh, she she calls herself a boy, but she's a, a oh yeah yeah no she shot out the windows and came in yeah but she still walked in wasn't nobody standing there. Oh yeah, true. And and, then, and, and well, she she rode in the parking lot, right past people in the parking lot, right. And then she shot out the windows and just walked into school, went from room to room, looking around. And you ain't see a soul in the hallway or nothing. Exactly. And in 2023, knowing that all these uh, school shootings and all that stuff, you would think that all these schools would have somebody at every door like that. Well, they do that. They do that to our schools, but schools like in the uh, suburbs and like rich neighborhoods, they don't do that because they say. I don't want my kids to feel like they're in a prison and all this type of shit. Okay. Uh, right, right. I think I want my kid to be survive rather than going yep. through all that stuff. Well, the uh, the the Nashville House of Representatives, they uh, well, I t- the the it's a Republican led, but the Democrats, you know, they want to ban assault weapons and all that stuff. So they had a protest in the building, and and the uh, the House of Representatives. So they had all this big protest. So with the, uh, <laughs> I hate to laugh. So what the Republicans did, they had a vote on on uh, ousted uh, some of the Democrats out. 
So they uh, oust two out of the three Democrats. The two of them was two black guys, of course. And the one was a, a white lady. She survived because all her friends, you know, all her friends, they didn't want, even though they're Republicans and Democrats, they didn't want, you know, her their friend to get kicked out. The two brothers are young, so they don't even know them. So mm-hmm. they, they kicked them out. <laughs> <laughs> I did see something on that. All right. So so now we have this guy here. Uh, well, I guess a former House of Representative uh, Justin Johnson. Uh, I listened to this and I said, this has got to be some type of skit, how the way he's talking. So you didn't hear how he, he spoke, did you? Mm-mm. No, I've read about it. I didn't see a video. All right. Take a listen how this uh, man is speaking. Yes, I tell you, it was a sad day on Saturday. All hope seemed to be lost. <laughs> Representatives were thrown out of the state house. Democracy seemed to be at its end. Yes, sir. Seemed like the <laughs> NRA and ladies and gentlemen, uh, Justin Pearson is a uh, uh, a young man. He, he I think he's in his late twenties, like twenty twenty nine, and uh, this is how he's speaking. <laughs> no, like he went to school of Martin Luther King uh, speeches. Yes, he's full of shit. <laughs> lobbyists might win, but all oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the serious. state of Tennessee might. Yes, he's serious, sir. At <laughs> <laughs> last, but oh, we have good news. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is inside the uh, the the House of Representatives. So he's talking to, you know, all the representatives and all that stuff around him. And the people had showed up, too. And they're like, you know, with him or whatever. They they want the ban on on. Uh, I think they want to ban assault assault uh, weapons. Good luck with that, because I they think should be. it ain't going to happen. But I think they should be. Yeah, this is uh, first of all, number one, this is the South. I don't know where these uh, black people come from. Black people, these new black people today, they act like they're just so free and like can move around and shit. This is the South, number one. And number two, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Nashville, Tennessee is the home of Ku Klux Klan. I think Ku Klux Klan was was founded in Nashville. And so you think these people are actually going to want to ban assault weapons? Good luck with that. I wish you all luck in the world, and I'm not being, and I'm not joking around either. Because you got a hell of a mountain to climb. <laughs> good news that Sunday always comes. Resurrection is a promise, and it is a prophecy. It's a prophecy that came out of the cotton fields. It's a prophecy. So this this guy is late twenties and talking about cotton fields. <laughs> oh, I say he must have been reading up on some old timer uh, black speeches and took right out of the book that came out of the lynching tree it's a problem late 20s talking about lynching tree i'm like excuse me can you talk normal stop with the the theatrics the the guy was like born in like 97 (laughs) (laughs) that still lives in each and every one of us in order to make the state of tennessee the place that it ought to be and so i've still got hope because i know we are still here and we will never quit you look crazy Motherfucker. <laughs> Out of order. And now he has his uh, black fist up. It's like almost like a, a play or something. Out of order.
We're voting on House Resolution 63. So that was before he got uh, expelled. So uh, he got expelled and he did another like press conference outside of the building. Here, Here's the uh, <laughs> video to this. I want to play a little bit of sound from uh, Justin Pearson, who is one of the legislators who was kicked out of office. This is uh, from the press conference that just happened. I know we had some audio problems in the last hour and some he's been an incredible speaker throughout yes. this saga. OK, when you when she said that, you know, it's some fuckery about to happen. <laughs> this is what he had to say. Let's take a listen. It's always in the places and with the people who get pushed to the periphery. The guy in back of him, uh, the black guy in back of him with the white suit. That's the that's the other guy that got kicked out, and a uh, lady on his uh on his right, mm-hmm. the white lady. That's the one that she's a Democrat. That's the one that's so about the brown jacket or the flower jacket because the one with the flower jacket is covered up. I can't see what it is. Oh oh, she's white. I'm sorry. Yeah, your what's the name is blocking. She's um that's that's the other Democrat, but she's she survived because like I say, all her friends is on the other side. They didn't want to kick her out. They mad at her, but they didn't want to mm-hmm. kick her out. So, so, so the two brothers, the two young brothers is the ones that got expelled. The people who get told to be quiet, the folks who get expelled, the people who are pushed to the margins. Look out. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. So what did he get expelled for? Because he protested uh, inside the, uh, oh. the the representative house, and I guess they was pissed off that they was doing that, so they kicked them mm-hmm. out. Well, all three of them was involved. The, the all the Democrats, because I told you it's like Republican led, right. but the Democrats uh, was doing it, and they uh, like I said, they voted to expel them doing for doing it. Show the society what it truly means to fight. Yeah. What it truly means to get to the center of the conversation, yeah. to get to the issues that are at stake. Yeah. And sometimes that takes breaking a few decorum rules. Yeah. Sometimes to get from the periphery in the back of the house, you got to go to the well of democracy and demand that democracy be true for everybody, not just the rich white men in suits. Not just the rich white people who got these positions of power perpetuating the status quo. I li- I listened to that. Uh, and <laughs> I-, I saw it on a board of dudes that I woke up and I'm like, this can't be real. The way he's speaking like that. There's no way he really speak like that. It's bullshit. And people actually get a kick out of that. I'm, I'm well, confused. it's just like our uh, preachers at church. They do the same thing. And I used to always say, well, why are they talking like this? Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Yeah. This guy was born in like 97. There's no way you speak like that. He's full of shit. But then again, uh, look at his face and look at that afro. He, you're going to see him around a lot. Trust me. <laughs> you're going to see him around a lot. Uh, <laughs> so we go, let's talk about some hustling here. We go to San Jose, California. A California grandmother is accused of running a global fentanyl ring while working for a police union. (laughs) 64-year-old Joanne Marianne Savoga kept family and colleagues in the dark by leading a Breaking Bad-style double life from late 2015 through January of this year. As she allegedly accepted at least 61 illegal drug shipments from Hong Kong, Hungary, India, and Singapore at her home in a gated San Jose neighborhood. Now, uh, 
what we always say about when it comes to uh, shit like this, they'll let you keep doing it over and over and over again until they get a whole bunch of uh, evidence. Then that's when they want to arrest you. Yeah. Now, uh, she, this woman is getting all these shipments from these uh, foreign countries. Don't you think that somebody would tip it off like, well, damn, why is she getting shit from Hong Kong and India? And they and nine times out of ten, one of them one of them people looked inside what was going on in there and saw all these pills or whatever. So, uh, well, here's the report. The executive director of the San Jose Police Officers Association. Sweet woman, too. She ain't do nothing to nobody. Facing drug charges tonight, accused of importing and then distributing thousands of synthetic opioid pills. I would equal that to, you know, your neighbor, uh, Mr. Rogers, is, is a serial killer. You know, totally stunned. Neighbor. Old to be stunned with people do. Do you live with her, sir? Exactly. I bet if uh there was a black person right there, he'd be like, Oh, I'm not surprised. I would see the cars <laughs> that they had over there. <laughs> <laughs> of Joanne Segovia say they are in shock tonight after learning she has been charged by the United States Attorney. Good evening, everyone. I'm Mike Meback. And I'm Greg Lee. Prosecutors say the 64-year-old leader of the police union has been importing the drugs for seven years. The United States Department of Justice says Segovia, who is a civilian, not a sworn officer, used her personal... Like, they gotta make it a point that she she was just a civilian, not a sworn officer. Like, what damn difference does it make? Mm -hmm. And office computers to order thousands of pills to her home from abroad. It's a photo and of she bowed too. She even using a damn work computer for her, her business. <laughs> I wouldn't even go on and go on different sites on my damn uh, work computer. And she up there doing drug deals <laughs> from her LinkedIn page. Authorities say between October 2015 and January of this year, Segovia had at least 61 shipments mailed to her home. They came from Hungary, India, Singapore, and other countries. The criminal complaint alleges that Segovia was apprehended as part of an ongoing Homeland Security investigation into a network that was shipping controlled substances into the Bay Area. We went by an address associated with her. Neighbors say they never would have suspected her of any illegal activity. I did get a call from my wife that um, there were 10 or 11 people outside that look like police officers. When you think of drug activity, you think of people coming and going, but... <laughs> when you think of drug activities, like you said, you think of all the blacks and uh -huh. co people coming in and out their house and fancy cars, like, what's going on here? They must be up to something. Yep. <laughs> if this is going across the country, it sounds like drug Amazon. Pretty wild. The complaint also alleges Segovia used her office at the Police Officers Association to distribute some of the pills. A spokesperson for the Santa Cruz uh, getting that dough. All right, well, well, okay, now here's the question. Now, do you think someone in that uh, police union knew that uh, evil oh, yeah, was... Definitely. Okay, so do you think they were buying uh, shit from her? Uh, I think they was helping her move it. You mean like that? No, I'm talking about like a personal use type of thing, not not a big distribute distributing. I'm talking about like they she gave him a couple of pills, you know. Maybe. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. 
Jose Police Officers Association responded to the charges saying no one at the POA is involved or had prior knowledge of the alleged acts. The board of directors is saddened and disappointed at hearing this news and we have pledged to provide our full support to the investigative authorities. The San Jose POA says Segovia is on paid leave. They say the union is cooperating. So she's still getting paid while she's sitting at home. Meeting <laughs> with federal authorities as they continue their investigation. Well, we gonna get to that because uh, she had her her day in court, her first day in court today. Um, the other day. Now here's the here's the report on that. Our case continues to unfold in the Bay Area's biggest city. The San Jose Police Union executive arrested for trafficking drugs was in court today. Her name, 64-year-old Joanne Segovia. She's the executive director of the Police Officers Association. She was charged. And that sounds like a big job. And so she's an executive like, director. She's he, making bread. She was double dipping. Exactly. And, then, and uh, let's just say the house was uh, just regular. It wasn't like she was living in a, a, a little mini mansion or something like that. So what was she doing? Rancher, so you don't know how big the inside and the basement is, but... Some of those jobs could be expensive. Well, in California, you ever see those California houses where the front, like, real small look okay, but they got a big-ass backyard and a big-ass swimming pool? Mm -hmm. so it could be, like, one of those. And then they have, like, a damn apartment-sized basement in those jobs. Right. Released today, here's NBC Bay Area's Robert Honda. Well, there was, as usual, no cameras allowed in the federal courthouse today. Joanne Marion Segovia was tearful and subdued as she faced a judge magistrate, and she still seemed that way as she left the courthouse a short while ago. The usually upbeat Joanne Segovia officer... How he know that she was upbeat? <laughs> ...and citizens are used to seeing... Wait, she's probably Santa's smiling and waving at everybody, so that's what he, he assumed. <laughs> POA offices is not acting that way anymore. The 64-year-old who turned herself in this morning left the courthouse with her attorney just hours after being released without bond, but under the supervision of the federal court. So, must be nice. So, uh, now fentanyl is a major thing going on. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. overdosing and dying and everything. And this woman was a major distributor. Why the hell is she not sitting in jail? And that's, not, that, that falls under like a level one, you know what I mean? High, high drugs, so shit. Right. And you walk and, out without bill, easy like with that. no bond. Right. No, no nope. bond or nothing. All, uh, all she is is under supervision. We ain't hear no house arrest or nothing. So what the fuck? Right. So, uh, well, the question is, you said it must be nice. Now, do you think she's doing well? Uh, well, we already know what you're going to say when I when I ask you this. So there's a little snitching involved, right? Somebody told her, yeah. No, I'm talking about she's going to tell on people. Oh, you think she's going to tell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No bond for that? Mm, I think she know too. She probably know too many people. She's not going to snitch, but they might be scared that she might think about it. So we ain't going to come down on her too hard. There's other oh. people involved besides her. She can't just run that whole operation. Right. So they to to keep everybody else clean. Mm -hmm. Arrested and charged with importing and selling drugs, including fentanyl, from October 2015 to January of this year. Court documents show at least 61 drug shipments were mailed to her home from India, China, and other foreign countries. 
then shipped out to dealers in other states. The documents indicate Segovia sometimes used her POA office computer for the transactions. She and her attorney declined to comment, but the details of the case have even legal experts stunned. Whether it's careless or you know, as a result of she's high when she's doing it. it now, you see how Paula tried to make an, a little excuse for her. Now, mm. oh, 61 shipments. Now, she's been high all those times. They said she started in 2015. We in 23 now. So all this time. Yeah, she, was she high. got shit going all over the place, through, I guess, through the mail. There's all type of charges she should have. Ain't no way she should be out of jail. And if she is out of jail, it'd be a high ass fucking bond. Right. But she got none. Right. <laughs> and. And go away, Paula, make an excuse. Oh, maybe she was high or mental. It's crazy. Either way, it's crazy for somebody in law enforcement or connected <laughs> to law enforcement. Use law enforcement services to commit a federal crime. The POA and the police chief have told NBC Bay Area that Segovia had an office manager role and did not make any key decisions or have access to files or records. But police watchdog. Well, then that means if she if she is working in the office like that, she did have access to. Uh, uh, exactly. Silicon Valley debug and other groups are clamoring. She get right on that computer and punch up uh, uh, records and 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 yeah. uh, right for a full investigation anyway. The irony of them trying to say it was just her, it's not us, and for the public to accept that logic. Well, if it was the shoe on the other foot, and they're investigating an organization where one individual was. was uh, alleged to have uh, initiated this criminal activity, the entire organization will be held responsible. He tried to say what we just talked about, how uh, did someone in there know? Mm -hmm. So he's saying that somebody, uh, uh, obviously somebody in there did know. Because she's using their computers. Right. Like TB all on type of shit like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. I go on the, the wrong website and I get a fucking alert popping up on the computer. Uh, right, right. But we can't look at porno on a work computer, but she can do drug deals. But nobody knew for seven years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As such, I would I would expect the public to hold them to the same standards they hold others to. And the entire organization should be responsible. When things are right in front of us, sometimes we just don't see the truth. Because who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought that the head of the... San Jose, San Jose Police Department Association would be dealing large amounts of controlled substances and importing them from India yeah, and right. China. Segovia <laughs> is scheduled to return to court. He's always been involved in that shit on a high level. Yes. Well, hell, look at um, uh, uh, what's our boy, uh, Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. 28th to work out her preliminary hearing as is typical in federal court she does not have to enter a plea until she's been formally indicted in san jose robert honda nbc bay area news boy that woman is so damn lucky like you doing all that drug dealing and don't don't even get a bail they ain't even that damn queen pin pushing drugs all over the fucking world and shit Right. And she walks scot-free. Not even a thousand dollars. They just gave, gave her no bail and just sent her home. Yep. So she can be in inside the house doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Get it get her VPN on and still be making shipments. Yep. All right. We going to Houston, Texas. 
where 53-year-old Kashana Howard Turner, a food truck owner, shoots and kills a man that was trying to rob her. Houston, Texas. You're going to try to rob somebody thinking they didn't have a weapon. Well, here's the report. She's dealing in food. She's dealing in food. It's Texas. I mean, I'm sorry, not dealing in food. Dealing in money. I'm sorry. You're dealing in money, getting cash. But yeah, he going to try to rob her thinking that she didn't have a weapon on her. I'm confused. And like, and like you said, this is Texas. Everybody walking around strapped. Right. That's the fuck Southwest this morning, a Philadelphia police officer. Southwest Houston woman in the hospital tonight after police say she killed a robber in self-defense. Police say the woman was cooking in her food truck this afternoon when the suspect pulled out a gun and tried <laughs> to shoot her. See how animated he got when he said pull out a gun? <laughs> Our Matt Doherty spoke with... What'd you say? No, I was going to say, I don't know how that shit went down because he pulled the gun out on her and she still got the drop on his ass. Yeah, they, they all uh, described it. With the woman's family today, he's at HPD headquarters now in downtown with this story. Matt. Her son told us his mother would have never wanted to use her gun, but he said today she had no choice. What the hell is going on with My his mom? hands? Did you see that? Yeah. Well, great person. It was like decrepit looking. Mm, like they good hearted like with their hands. I guess they went to like school report and they tell him how to put their hands. So he's still working on it. <laughs> God for everybody to get a shirt off her back. And his mother knows how she to give her a shirt off her back and a bullet right up in you too. Either way, bullet in your ass. <laughs> and then she, they talking about mom, she she uh she planned on never using that gun. Bullshit. When she got that gun, she I bet you she said, "I dare a motherfucker to try rob me." That's right. She was ready, cocked and loaded, ready. right. She dealing that money and stuff like that on a food truck. You better have a weapon. That food on truck. You. They say that food truck was popular, so she was making a lot of money. Right. Really good, and so we thought this would be a good idea in the neighborhood. This is the woman they're talking about. And can't they find a better picture than this? They all pictures in the world. You you take a picture of this woman looking like this. About fifty three year old. Like she bored or something. Like, come on, we put your order. Yep. <laughs> the grandmother is the cook behind the counter of this soul food. Yeah, this girl. is a better. Yeah, this is better. <laughs> part, part of the Leroy and Strayhand team. All right, now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> food truck, part owner of Elite Eats, the business she and her family started back in 2020. Soul foods, oxtails. Mm. <laughs> and we've got good hamburger, poach Poach wings. The that people come from all good. over the East. What'd you say? That truck sounds good. <laughs> you can get oxtails off a food truck. I want to know how much how much of these oxtails, number one, and how a do lot. they taste? Uh-huh. And they good. You see the lady, she got a little meat on them arm. She can cook. <laughs> here. In the three years their truck has been open here in this parking lot off South Main and Fondren, the family says they've never had a problem with crime. That is until today. I hope she all right, because I know like she's she going crazy because that's not even her. Miss Turner isn't here to tell us the story herself. Tonight, she's in the hospital after her family says she did something she never wanted to do. She was not injured, just had a panic attack. Very stressful. She ain't about to be in the hospital. She all right. She's playing the game now. She all right. She ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> have to use deadly force, so needless to say, she was upset. At about 1 o'clock this afternoon, Houston police say a man pulled up to the food truck in this black pickup, got out, and walked up to the window. Asked us what kind of food they sell. They showed him a bag of chicken, and the guy pulled out a gun, opened the window, and pointed the gun inside. Then police say he demanded cash. She's licensed to carry, so yes, she carries a gun just in case something may happen. Today, something she said, did all right, happen. sugar, let me get Ms. that Turner. cash for you. And reach right down and grab that gun. <laughs> 
partner had to think fast. Police say she grabbed her gun and fired at the robber. Then the suspect tried to get in through the door to the food truck. When she opened that window, he could have shot her. The story ain't sounding jammed. right now. Uh, she, they, she, wait. Shot at, she shot at his car. Now he's trying to get in. If anything, you'd have broke camp and been from a distance trying to take cover. You're not trying to go at somebody that's shooting at you. Well, you see how the truck was close to the uh, his truck was close to the food food truck. And and uh, she's about to tell you something, too, about it. Thank God he did. Police say Miss Turner shot. Let, the let me go back so times. you can hear the man to get in case something may happen today. Something did happen. Miss Turner had to think fast. Police say she grabbed her gun and fired at the robber. Then the suspect tried to get in through the door to the food truck. When she opened that window, he could have shot her, but it jammed. Thank God he did. Police say Miss Turner shot the suspect several times. The man she, she, it still don't uh, make sense. No, see, she shot, she fired, she fired uh, uh, on him, but I'm thinking she missed. And right, but then you're still not going to be going after somebody that's shooting at you while you got a jam gun. Right. I guess he was trying to fire, too. And I was like, oh, shit, and like trying to get there. And that's when she had uh, uh, so fired then, okay, on her. So then when he, she fired, why did he still try to get in? Is what I'm saying. I, I guess shooting at you, you to try to broke camp. The story don't sound right. Like somebody or, got it twisted. Or sure. he may have uh, uh, tried to get behind the truck. But she already shot at him from the window. But trying to get behind on the other side. She's shooting at you. Why are you trying to get in there? Uh, that, I don't know what's going on. Uh, this is so crazy. He pulled up to the window. He got out, walked over to the window and said, what y'all got or whatever? She said the chicken. Then he pulled his gun out and stuck it in the window. Mm -hmm. She reached back, got her gun, shot at his ass. Then he tried to get in through the door. See, that's the part that don't make sense to me. No, uh, she, he might have tried to go around the, uh, the truck. Uh, Philip, this is a dumb criminal. Uh, uh, you have to keep in mind this yeah, ain't this ain't a, a this ain't a, a, a thinking this ain't a thinking so, man. Number so one, your gun she shoot at you and miss, like you said. You try to shoot back, but your gun jam. So if right. your gun jam, why are you still trying to go after her? Gun ain't jammed. She gonna blast your ass. You ain't get your gun fixed yet. Uh, yeah, this is a dumb criminal. Well, first of all, like what we talk about is Texas, so everybody packing. And number one, if I'm if, if I see a food truck. I'm automatically thinking they're going to have a weapon in there. They're dealing yeah, in money. Definitely. They're dealing in money. So that that already keep my, uh, uh, if I was like a, a, a robber or something like that, that already keep my attention up. Like it, there's got to be a weapon and they're dealing in cash and all that shit. You better have something on you. And nearly made it to the edge of the parking lot when he collapsed. The 23 year old was dead when police arrived. People just, they'll try to steal from anybody or anyone, you know. And for $40, we was only open an hour. Tonight, the family is hoping their matriarch will be okay. And they're thankful she's alive. She's a godly woman. That's why that gun jammed. Because God jammed it. In downtown, oh, I'm Matt Doherty. Uh, so let me ask you this question. Did God jam that gun? Hell no. <laughs> that man forgot to clean his gun. <laughs> They always they always throw that in the mix like that has something to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, God jammed it. She uh <laughs> God allowed hers to work. Yeah. Uh, thou should not kill. That's in different uh circumstances. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, we going to the hometown, Philadelphia PA, where the, the kids is acting up, wilding out. <laughs> a Philadelphia police officer was injured 
and four teenagers were cited for disorderly conduct after a crowd of hundreds, hundreds of juveniles swarmed Center City. <laughs> Here's the report. This morning, a Philadelphia police officer is recovering injured during a chaotic night in Center City. Hundreds of misbehaving teenagers took over the streets, at some point even jumping on police cars. Some of those teens are now under arrest. Action News reporter Catherine Scott is live outside City Hall, where the disturbing ordeal came to an end. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Tam. And there were several arrests last night. Chaos here in Center City. Hundreds of teens roving the streets. They ended here at City Hall. One police officer suffered non-life-threatening injuries. I just got off the bus. I seen like literally um, a whole swarm of kids coming up. And I said, oh my goodness, where all these kids come from? <laughs> yeah, like I said, they walked right past me because I had worked down there. And when I was coming, I, I go to the, uh, the fashion district between mm -hmm. 8th and 9th Street. So as soon as I went in, I saw all them kids. I'm thinking like, oh, this must have been a school trip. But it was so many of them. I was like, oh, shit, let me get away from them. Because this might be one of them things. This was I was thinking in my head. Where they get all together on social media. Everybody meet up at a certain time and then they be down there like that. Right. Because it was just too many kids down there. But they wasn't tearing up and then they were just deep. And they was like walking in like, a you know, droves. You mm. know, loud and playing around. But they wasn't messing with nobody or none of the stores or nothing. Right. You can see police by City Hall last night. The teens had cleared out at that point. Police say hundreds of teens gathered in Center City just before 8 p.m. The massive crowd moved through Front and Market Streets into the Fashion District area, then into Love Park before stopping at City Hall. Sources say at one point, some of the people in the crowd were jumping on top of police cars. Officers closed rows as they worked to disperse the crowd. Such a police got involved when teens apparently tried to get into the subway. Several juveniles were taken into custody. The mayor said this behavior will not be tolerated. We're live in Center City, Catherine Scott, Channel 6 Action News, Matt. Well, all right, here's a little updated uh, uh, story about it. They're giving you the details on uh, the kids they uh, arrested or uh, cited. I don't know what you want to call it. We are getting some new information right now on the crowd of unruly teens that caused so much chaos along Market Street last night. Police say they arrested four teens, one of them a 13-year-old, a boy carrying a very realistic-looking airsoft gun. An officer was also injured in that mayhem. Action News reporter Corey Davis joining us now live outside police headquarters. And uh, Corey, we did hear from police on this today. Yeah, Brian, good afternoon. And police telling us that uh, they arrested two 13-year-olds, including that, that boy who had that fake gun. They also locked up a 15- and 17-year-old as well. In the meantime, though, they tell us that they're awaiting an arrest warrant while they question a fifth person possibly connected to a robbery. All of this happening during the chaos last night. This video shows some of the large group of teens who took over Market Street outside of the Fashion District in Center City around 8 o'clock last Look night. Look at the cop laying there. <laughs> you trying right. to go home and get an easy check, ain't no wrong. Yeah. It wasn't like 30, 40 kids. We're looking at 350 to 400 kids were here. Up to no good. Police say a 13-year-old was no spotted. There 400 kids. Oh, okay, but they said up to no good, but they ain't say anything like they were breaking windows or anything well, like, like that. That's what I said. I said they, I was down there. It might have been like 100 kids down there, close to, because it was a lot of them. But they wasn't damaging shit. They wasn't fucking with nobody or nothing. They was just down there, like, going in the same direction. In the crowd with a gun, which they later learned was fake. That's what he was carrying. A 13-year-old boy was carrying that. 
officers had to chase him down and he was arrested. Investigators tell us other how did they see teens were throwing rocks and jumping on cars and all were told four teens between the ages of 13 to 17 were arrested for disorderly conduct. In particular, a 13 year old female was in, in, in the rear of a police car and the officer was preparing the paperwork for disorderly conduct arrest. During that arrest, one of her friends tried to release her from the rear of the police vehicle. That officer got in foot pursuit. Look at the cop right there grabbing his, grabbing his knee, laid on the ground. What you try to say, like, look, I'm tired of this shit. I'm about to go and get me a check. <laughs> That's what he about to do. Best do you stay home while you recover some shit. Right. <laughs> he blew out his knee. Today, oh, there's shit. concern. <laughs> that knee was ready to go. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> Being spring break and summer on the way that there could be. First of all, number one. These are uh, uh, young barrel barrel children out here, and these cops. The cops I see is old, fat, and overweight. Um, so I hate to say it like that, but it's true. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, damn, what happened when cops used to be in shape? I mean, especially the women cops. My goodness, their asses is like the size of rhinoceros, <laughs> and they want to get you want to get to the point where this young girl, this young girl, she tried to break her front out a jail uh, uh, out of cop car. Props to her. Props to her for trying to get her friend out of the cop car. And they goes to chasing her. This one, this young girl can run all day long. These dudes sitting on their ass all day. And like yep. you said, like you said, that knee, he was limping on that knee for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and that knee just so he just gave way. <laughs> I'm like, look. If you see one of them, them youngsters running like that, you a cop, I wouldn't even chase them. I just get on the radio and say, hey, suspect is on such and such street. Yeah. In a, in a blue shirt. And I just get a description. You're not going to outrun them if you sit on your ass all day long. And these these young folks can run all day, run, run 24-7. More inside. Look, they got a black shirt on. <laughs> a red hat and blue jeans running down Market Street. I keep my eye out on them, but I'm not chasing students. Just the other day, I was leaving work, and it, this um, there were children blocking both sides. All these cops came everywhere, and you do worry, like, you know, what's going to happen? And investigators tell us they know these kids are using SEPTA to get around, so they're trying to collaborate better with SEPTA to enhance their tracking of large groups. They also say... All right, but one of these kids, they're in a large group, are they going to, I don't know, to the movies or something like that? Uh, is SEPTA supposed to come down on them, too? That didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. They know the kids are spreading the word on social media, so cops are trying to also uh, enhance their abilities to better use those social media tools. In the meantime, though, we're told to expect increased patrols during this Easter weekend. For now, reporting live here at police headquarters, Corey Davis, Channel 6 Action News. Brian. Okay, Corey, thank you. Well, all right, Philip, you a parent. Do you want to uh, add anything? What should a parent do with uh, these uh, children wilding out like this? Raise them right before they get to that point. If you raise them right, they wouldn't be doing that shit. Mm -hmm. So once, once they're there, it's too late. You know what I mean? You ain't really nothing. You get a, it ain't like they had back in the day where they had like the, the bad schools. I don't think they have that no more, do they? Are you asking her? Yeah, you asking the wrong person, like Cato. Yeah, I don't think they have that stuff like that no more. Mm -hmm. You know, because I ain't heard nothing like that in a while. But you know, if you send them to a bad school, but once they bad, there's really nothing you can do. Just hope they turn 18 so you can put them out. 
convince them to join the military or something to straighten them up. I don't know. Well, my thing is, uh, why are these kids is out out down in Center City, not on in not even in your neighborhood, in Center City at seven eight o'clock at night. Now, I tell you why, because they don't have shit to do in the city for them no more. Like when we were young, you can go to arcade, you can go to uh, a roller skating rink. You know what I mean? You had uh, rec centers, you had all this stuff that you could do stuff and hang out at. They don't have stuff like that for these kids nowadays. All right, so why the parent is not on them about uh, being out there like that? Now it's not though these though these days are not like back in the day because back in the day you could be outside all day long and your parents wouldn't even know where the hell you was at because we didn't right. have phones. We, right. They just say like come in the house when it get dark and used to be outside. My parents didn't know where the hell I was at until right. I got in the house. Well, and then they got a lot to do with uh these single parents. They the parents are probably at work. Don't know what their kids doing when they while they at work. Okay, but we they have uh tracking on the phone, and we talked about the cameras in the house, so they can they can know like where's uh where's Rashawn at. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easy to threaten somebody when you're not there and, and them not to listen though, compared to you actually there. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, a little bit of sports talk now. Um, a co-worker to me, uh, co-worker to me on Friday told me that uh, the Sixers should trade Embiid. Trade Embiid and get whatever you can get from, from him. He said, brother, is draft picks a, a player or what? Because he said it's nothing but downhill from here. He said, you're looking at Embiid. Embiid is never going to get any better than he is now. It's only going to get worse. And when you mean worse in terms of injuries, you know, and all that stuff. So, uh, what are your thoughts on on what the coworker said about trading Embiid at the end of this? If, oh, he said if the Sixers don't, uh, if the Sixers uh, don't get past the second round, he said trade. I think I'm they, sorry. I think that they need to go to the conference championship, and what they probably need to be in the, in the uh, conference championship or in the NBA Finals. Because we've been with this team and, and this, you know, this core for a while now. Besides, you know, uh, Ben, but Embiid been the focal point now. And I, and I said the same thing: like you got to get value for him. If you're going to get value for him, because if we go out in the second round, it was all for nothing again, right? Because you traded Ben, you got hard, and you still get the same result. You know what I mean? So it's the same shit. And we we we're tired of the second round. So second round ain't shit no more. Mm-hmm. And he's not getting any younger. This is uh, only the second year since he's been in the league. What he played nine years. Eight yes. Years. Yes. This is only the second time he played at least sixty-five games in the season, and it was last year and this year. Before that, he didn't even touched sixty-five. So that's why that new rule came out. Because I think I feel like with all the complaining he's doing, with all the uh, NBA players and the, uh, media saying he should win the award, they say, you know what, we're gonna give it to him, but we're gonna put this rule down for future reference, so he ain't gonna be able to get it unless he play. Because that's the mm-hmm. main thing that's been stopping him to me, is he just don't play, and. I think like it's, it's a shame how they do Giannis because Giannis across the board is better than him. Like when it comes to numbers, the only thing Embiid does is score two more points than him because Giannis averaged thirty-one and B averaged thirty-three. But Giannis get more rebounds, more assists. They both get like a, ha- a block and a half a game, and Giannis got like the best record. So you only really giving Embiid the award because he's scoring thirty-three points. Right. So so you agree. 
that. Oh, you said they have to if they lose in the in the uh, conference championship to trade them or. I kind of agree with your boy. What he said. Oh, okay. Yeah, the he second said second round or bust. Second round, we got to blow it up. We got to get rid of Doc. We got to get rid of Embiid. Harden is going to bounce and just start over because this same team that we had when we had Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick and all them boys with Ben Simmons and Embiid, we should have won the championship that year. Agreed. They choked. That team was way too good to be losing, and they choked. Agreed. And he said, uh, "Build around Maxi." Now, do you agree with that? You got to get another superstar with Maxi. You can keep Maxi, but but he's like another Iverson. I mean, mm-hmm. he shoots better than Iverson, but he's a small guy, so he's he's a killer on offense, but a liability on defense. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the only problem with him. He's small, so there's nothing really he could do. And if he gained weight and muscle, is going to slow down his speed on the offensive end. Right. And, and I had said to him, trade Embiid for who? Well, he said get whatever you can. But who out there now is going to have to be a star player in draft picks, correct? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be hard to move. But if anything, you got to get rid of Tobias Harris. Because Tobias Harris is the highest paid dude on the team. And now he's the third option. Yeah, that's like the worst contract that the Sixers probably ever did. He don't even shoot the ball 10 times no more half the time. I, I don't know who was thinking about giving him uh, Doc Rivers. that much. Why? Because they cool with each other? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Remember, he became a star underneath Doc, right? Yes. Yeah, so when yeah, so when Doc came, he like, let's make sure he's straight. Okay. Well, what team, there's nobody's going to take on that contract. So the only thing you, the sister's going to have to do is just buy him out. Yeah. Because who in the hell is going to take that contract? He, that was just a worst, worst one, the worst decisions and, the Sixers ever made. And that's why, and that's why, when you got a player like that making money like that, you can't phase him out of offense. You got to push him to do more. That way, when you do trade him, you can say, "Well, hey, look, he scored twenty-two points a game." Because Tobias Harris got it in him to be like uh forty percent from the three-point line, fifty percent from the field, and ninety from the free throw line. He's like dancing around those type of numbers, and that's like elite type stuff. Only right. like one player a year be doing shit like that. So he's close to that, but he just don't – he's not aggressive enough. And like I said, he'll play the whole game and shoot the ball six times. No, motherfucker, you're making like $40 million a year. You need to shoot the ball. Right. So, uh, well, it's too early for Philly's talk. Um, no Eagles, nothing on the Eagles front. Uh, anything else? No, I ain't got nothing. Else. All right, y'all. You can reach the Judgmentals on Facebook, Twitter – and TikTok and YouTube at PNL Judgmentals, Instagram at the two underscores Judgmentals, or you can email us at PNL Judgmentals at gmail.com. All right, Phil. All right, man. Peace. Most of y'all is so I be on my dolo. Hold up, walk that wall. Hold the phone. You think all I do is rap? I can do it on my own. That's why I produce the track. Don't wonder where my crew is at. They'll be back. Niggas see me walking on the block and look like who is that? Who is that? People always wanna know where my friends is at. Like we attach. I don't need no crew to produce the same effect. How lame is that? Niggas say that we draw.